the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KDOW. KDOW. Streaming now on smart speakers and radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money investing. When I was a wee child, one point in time, I, I usually lived overseas because my father was military. And there was times where I lived in the United States. There was one time I lived in Harrisburg, Virginia, that it snowed a lot. It snowed over 120 inches that year. And we missed like one day of school because the principals would come out and like dig out your driveway. And that's how I remember it. Of course, it's not true. We probably missed like three weeks of school due to snow. But I remembered it as like it was a lot tougher than it was, right? So sometimes our, our mindset goes back to we romanticize things. Um, another thing I remember about living in Harrisburg, Virginia, is that we lived in like a six-story house, but it was all like one bedroom per story. It, was, it wasn't well laid out. Um, but another thing that I, I – and again, you kind of see where I'm going at with this, right? But the thing that may shock you on this is that I remember, I think I was in third or fourth grade, and every day before school started, we had to do the Pledge of Allegiance. And it caused me stress and duress. A, I had to memorize something. B, I had to recite it out loud when I didn't think I had a good voice. And I was in front of the young ladies, in front of my good bro friends, who were, they weren't bros then, they were probably pals or something, right? that pledge of allegiance and i on this show i pledge to you if you listen i'm gonna try my best to give you something every single day to help you with your finances or help you with your retirement thoughts whether it's me saying something stupid like scrooge was amazing because he didn't overspend at the holidays and you're going what a jerk i bet no one loves that rob black and you're probably right but don't overspend on the holidays take it to the list of 10 people get boil it down to three Start using concepts that make sense to you. Credit scores are not the world's most important thing. Using your credit scores wisely, pretty important. Bad credit means you pay more for a house. That's the number one reason I say get a secure credit card for your children. 
sometime between the age of 16 and 23, get a secure credit card. Say, son, I'm going to put $1,000 in this account and you are not going to overdraft. You are not going to miss a payment because you're not going to spend over $1,000 at any given time or I will beat you. I will roll you an egg and flour. I will batter you. I will deep fry you. I will do every horrible thing I can do to you. But bad credit, if I let you go out and get bad credit, you're going to pay more for a house, more for a car with your best friend, and your best friend's going to have a prettier wife, a prettier car, a prettier house. In large part because you got into credit trouble. Because you didn't pay for a pizza that you probably shouldn't have got when you are 20 years old. I think secure credit cards are awesome. I plan to use them in my family. It's kind of like a credit card on training wheels. Now, here's the kicker. Don't be a jerk. If my dad did that for me, he'd look at every purchase I made and go, oh, I see you bought a video game. Was that a good idea? Am I going to be paying for that when you don't go to work this weekend? My dad would have been a jerk. So credit can ruin your children's early years. Help them because it's it's one thing to say you're 18, you're an adult now. You're not. You're an adult that needs training wheels. <coughs> Excuse me. I think I got the black lung. I know you're saying, Rob, you worked in a coal mine? I dated a girl whose dad worked in a coal mine. Well, I don't want to say dated. I knew her for like four days in college. I think I'm getting the black lung, Bob. And because her dad worked in a coal mine, he had fallen and broken his back And as a child, she had learned massage to the point that her hands could probably turn steel into butter. It was a perk of knowing her for four or five days. I know you're saying, that's all about the black lung, huh? Yep. You do not want to babysit what's in my head. So credit's important. It's not the end-all, be-all. I think it's more important for people starting out. When I got an apartment to rent, they're like, we're going to do a credit check. I'm like, oh, I wonder what they're going to find. They're not going to find dead bodies, but they'll find everything but dead bodies. I'm fine in your 20s when you're on a date. Say, let's pull each other's credit report. You're going to learn if your sugar booger's ever been bankrupt. You're going to learn where they've lived. Let's see if it matches up with what they told you. Keep debt to a minimum. I think uh, there's a really good app that can teach you on how to improve your credit scores called Credit Karma. And what it'll do is it'll start following your credit score, and it'll tell you when it changes up or down every week. And it'll say, oh, it went up because you paid down your, and you'll see, car, house, overall debt, credit cards. Or it'll say, hey, look, your average credit age has gone from two years to uh, two years and one month, and that suddenly has turned you from a red to a yellow. And you're like, oh, okay. I shouldn't be shutting down all my old credit cards. I have an old credit card that's over 25 years old that I use like once a year so it doesn't get shut down, but it's my oldest credit card. And when I get a virgin baby credit card, like let's say I go to Hawaii and they go, malaka laka laka kana kana hona, Uh, thank you for flying. We're going to give you 1 million free Hawaiian miles, malaka kana hana hana. I'm like, honey, I've had too many drinks, but that sounds like a good deal. And she's like, don't do it, don't do it. But I'll get that credit card and that 25-year-old just merged with a one-year-old credit card or a one-day-old credit card, and it turned into my average credit history is 12 and a half years. Still pretty good, but what did I do? So by the time I land, I cancel that credit card kind of thing because I want my credit history to make me look like I'm regal, like I'm a baron, like I'm from a long line of credit-paying histories. 
historians. Credit's important, especially when you're younger. You may not get a job because of it. If it comes down to two candidates, and I'm looking at both of you, well, the hot chick gets said. But if it comes down to two guys, I may look at their credit score. I'm joking about the hot chick. Uh, maybe I'm not. Maybe I am. Maybe that's a 90s joke. Maybe it's not inappropriate. Maybe it's hashtag not 2020. Okay, I get it. Um, if I'm looking at two candidates and I see one candidate skipped out on rent, I'm like, he may not be the perfect person to leave in charge of the company when I go on vacation. Your 401k is your best investment vehicle possible in my mind, or your 403b. And everyone should do everything they can to max it out. And as you get older, you can do what are called catch-up contributions. So you can take that 18000 18500 and you can add another 5000 5500 6000 The numbers change on a yearly, on a bi-yearly basis as they allow you to save more money as you get older. As our society has figured out, our government in their infinite wisdom has said, hey, it's okay if Rob takes care of his own retirement. It means we probably won't have to do as much to take care and care of him as possible. So they should let us max out our 401ks to whatever we want, in my opinion. But then they lose a little bit of tax money in the short term, and they don't want that. <coughs> but your 401k is an amazing vehicle. I go growth or long-term growth in my 401k. I look at myself as still 10 years away from true retirement. And I look at what 10 years in the stock market has done for the S&P 500, for the NASDAQ 100, for companies like Starbucks or Apple or Disney. And I'm like, I'm going 10 years growth. But again, we're all different. You may want to be more stable. You may want some value. You may want some diversification. You may want some cash. If you've owned cash in last year, you've lost the dollars to Christian. That's not good either. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. 401ks and forth these awesome ways to save for retirement. The best way, I think. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs, visit ProvidenceCU.org. Now back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. Or listen to the show. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing more. I think I have a pretty noble idea of getting to retirement. I got to be honest, it's not always going to work out like that. And the, some shows are going to be better than other shows, right? Some of the things I'm most proud of, and I, I wish I can give more specific name shout outs, but I can think of two women who I've known for over 20 years from doing this show. No, 15 years of doing this show. That have gone from your basic 20-year-old, I'm going to work, I'm trying to fall in love, meet a man, settle down, have kids, buy a house, 20-something fresh out of college, bright-eyed, and bushy-tailed, ponytailed, what have you, right? And now as they push 40, they're like 
they've got four hundred, five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars invested. Some of them are using New Focus Financial and CFP Chad Burton. I get it. Um, when you started, you were looking to wealth accumulate. Now you're looking to wealth manage. That's a good thing. Most of them got their wealth from 401ks and 403bs. 403bs are nonprofits, like maybe you work at a museum, 401ks are profit companies, like maybe you work for Oracle. They're unbelievable. Even if you're a teacher, you should use whatever alternative saving vehicles that they let you use, thrift saving plans. You tell me what your company is letting you use as a way of socking away a little bit of money tax-free, tax-deferred, and I'll say it's probably a good product. Now, again, you can make mistakes and buy annuities in it or buy insurance products. Not good. You know what makes me sick? I know you're saying, say something stupid. What makes me sick are young teachers getting taken advantage of. I think teachers are the most, it's the most noble profession. I, I have nothing but respect for firefighters, police officers, anyone who defends our country with a military weapon. Uh, teachers, uh, you get the idea. Principals, that's not an easy job. You try to get a mob of 50 parents or 500 parents or 2,000 parents to like what you're doing. Uh, but it's the insurance salespeople who go into businesses and they're like, you should buy an annuity. To tell a young teacher she should buy an annuity is it's heartbreaking. And typically, this is how teachers get sold by salespeople in their investment products. And counties can't do anything about it because it's being approached as it's education. So if you're an insurance person for, let's say, Hancock Insurance, let's say I just made up that name. Because I don't know there is a Hancock Insurance, but you know there's companies that sound like that, right? And I'm saying Hancock with a... N, D, two S's, and two K's. So it's not the company you're thinking of. But if they send in a rep, he's typically going to be 25 years old, good looking, maybe like he's been on The Bachelor. I assume every male character who takes 90 to 120 days off to be on The Bachelor, they must be selling insurance! Like, how do you take 120 days off when you're 25 years old? It doesn't make any sense to me. Software salesperson. Like, all their titles are like laughable, except for insurance salesperson, because I kind of get that. But it makes me kind of sad to think of our our school teachers basically having one hour at lunch, and they're hanging out with, a, for lack of a better word, typically a lot of women are teachers. So the women are hanging out with women. They're dreaming of like, hey, I'm young. I got to go meet me a man, make him a husband, get a baby, and start a family, put him in school. Uh, leave the school, tell all those old maid teachers, see ya, I've got a husband and I, he's taking me to France this year. So it makes me sad to see a 25-year-old male go in there and sell them insurance. And typically, he brings pizza. You should not be making your financial decisions in the lunchroom because a good-looking guy who's wearing a $200 suit from the suit factory comes in with pizza and you're like, hey, you have a job. Hey. I've seen it. It's not the best way to make financial decisions. Again, for me, a real estate agent, I want a battle axe. My real estate agent, she will not be offended by this. She grew up in the town that I live in. She had roots here and she knew every street. She could tell me, oh, I went to this high school. I went to this school. I went to this school. That's the person I want selling me real estate, not someone with uh, fake body parts 
surgery into their body. I don't need that. I don't need a nice BMW driving me around. I don't need uh, uh, an electric scooter. I don't need any sort of shimmy or team approach. I need the old battle axe. The woman who's lived there her whole life. And she could tell you about, do you like barbecue? Oh, this place used to be a barbecue, but we ran him out of town. And you're like, awesome. Now we're going to get some good barbecue. But again, we all are very, very different on what way our approach is. I don't want my, I don't want insurance people. I'd rather have a call center. I don't want to like make his Christmas, but that's just me because I come from a frugal background. If you ever quit or leave a company, take the 401k with you. Um, I see people accumulate paperwork and accounts way too often, and it's tough to keep track of. And later in life, you're trying to remember passwords. And later in life, you're like, oh, wait, I had $5,000 sitting in cash for 45 years if I had only invested that. You leave a company, take the 401k with you. How do I do that, Rob? Okay, you call 800 Fidelity, 800 Vanguard, 800 Schwab, someone like that. And you go, I just lost my job and I had a 401k. And they're like, I'm sorry to hear that. The computer just told me to say that. And you, you go, I don't know what to do. And like, would you like to transfer or roll it over into one of our products? And the answer is yes. And if you have 10 jobs, it's 10 401ks, and you go to an 11th job, you should have all 10 of those 401ks consolidated into one account, yours. In my opinion, taking control is better than just leaving it there. You could be a type of person who can't handle anything under your control. I know people like that, my spouse, um, who can't pay bills. Then maybe you want to leave it there, but that's more on you than on the system. I'm Rob Black, and you're not. I'm also senior Roberto Negro. I know others not. Find me online at robblackshoot.com. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union with 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs. Now, back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. Some shows I just don't really hit the daily merits. I want to create more content that is exclusive to strategy, tips, hints, ideas. Picking stocks is the toughest thing in the world. Getting the discipline of doing things the right way is probably just as important as picking the right ideas and stocks. There's things called investment clubs. I'm not against them. I encourage them. Um, When I came to California, investment clubs kind of come and go in favor but a group of women from Santa Rosa invited me up to speak, and they're like, "We'll give you two bottles of wine." And they weren't cheap bottles of wine, and it's from the edge of wine country. So I was like, "Sure, whatever. Um, I'll work for beer. I'll come to your house tonight and talk to your kids if you give me a beer." But I'm not drinking, so that doesn't make any sense. But maybe a bottle of wine for the future. Um, where does this go? Where does this go? 
um, oh, investment clubs. So I went up there, and there was a, this group of 10 women, and they're like, I'll be honest with you. They look at board housewives, the board housewives of Santa Rosa, right? And most of them are probably dead now because they're all like 60, 70, and this was 20 years ago. And there was one woman who was definitely dead because she was like 80. And she was the best person of the whole group because she was crabby and cranky. And, and she, you know, everyone would be like, I want to invest in Nokia. And it all like, yeah, Nokia, Nokia, Nokia. I'm like, well, okay, Nokia kind of beat Motorola, but there's this young company at this point in time, Apple, who's getting into the phone market. It's going to be a big market. You're absolutely right. You know, but it's growth of 20% compounded annual growth rate, 10 years plus, blah, 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 blah. And I'd, I'd be able to like help them with their investment decisions. And there's this woman who's like, no. She was just cranky and she wanted like something that generated more cash. She's not wrong. She's actually more right because groupthink is bad when it comes to investing. Okay. So if you can do an investment club and even if it's just like getting away from your, your husband or your wife for a night, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go to the firehouse. And you're like, firehouse? You've never gone to the firehouse. You're not a fireman. Okay. Well, that's a problem. But let's say you're going to go to the, the yacht club or the country club or the tennis club. If you wanted to get four or five of your friends together, have a couple of beers and talk stocks, I think that's a great thing. Kind of open up some of the shame. What's your greatest – I wanted to ask that 80-year-old woman, what's, like, what's your biggest regret? Like, And she goes, I should have given the life preserver to Leonardo. I'm like, you were that woman in Titanic? No, but – that would be a big regret, I would imagine. But her big regret would have been something that would have been intoxicatingly entertaining for me. It could have been, you know, not investing in Coca-Cola. I was three years old and my daddy took me to get a shot. And then afterwards, we went and got a brand new Coca-Cola. I'm like, really? No, I just told that story to make it up. Um, those are the people that I, I, I find the most entertaining. People who are got some gray hair. And have lived through a market cycle or two. And they can have that perspective of things they, they messed up. Too many wives, too many cars, too many houses. Not enough invested. That could be on my uh, tombstone. Too many cars, too many houses, too many wives. Plenty invested. <laughs> okay, some books that I really like. That I think are entertaining and on paperback. There's one called Eft Companies, and it is exactly what you think it is. It's a dirty word, but they kept it clean. F apostrophe D Companies. And it's a genius book because it shows you that sometimes we invest in stupid ideas. There was a company in 2000 that was coming out with internet that smelled. So you would go to a website and your monitor would kick out like roses if you're like shopping for wedding gifts. Or it would kick out a scent of roses if you were shopping for diapers and needed to change your kid's diaper. Or it'd send out the smell of roses. I know you're saying, is the only smell they did roses? Maybe. I don't know. They never were successful, so I don't know. But it shows you how stupid we got with companies that we would invest in. And it's just a constant reminder to me of, like, check yourself. You know the best lesson I teach my, my kids in school? Read the whole problem once or twice if it's five math problems read them all once read them all twice and then start working on them when you're done look at it once look at it twice you're not going to get graded in life on punctuality until later in life take your time check your work it's goofy but it's the best advice i can give i think there's a great book called gorilla game it teaches you at 
looking at companies as an analyst. It's a little bit dated at this point in time because it's focusing on the first round of internet companies. The Death of Competition is my all-time favorite. It's by a last name author, Moore. In fact, Gorilla Game is by Moore, but they're two different Moore. One's James Moore, one's Jeffrey Moore. Death of Competition shows you why companies succeed and why companies fail. One of the greatest examples in it is Walmart versus Kmart. Fine. You know another great example? They showed you why Boston Chicken failed. Boston Chicken was also known as Boston Market. And when you'd go into their stores, you'd be like, wait, I can get a half fresh roasted chicken for $5 and mashed potatoes and corn? Now, I know I can go to Costco and get a whole roasted chicken for like $6. But you're going to throw in all these delicious buttery sides as well? Okay, wait, wait. I'm going to get that. I'm going to go to the restroom real quick, wash my hands. You go in the restroom, and it's like clean. You're like, I could eat in this restroom. You come back, your food was ready. They were happy. You go sit down, and like everything was nice and clean. That's not a business that's going to succeed. In the restaurant business, there's very thin margins, and it's too clean. I'm not saying you want puke on the toilet, but you certainly don't want a scrubby clean from a business that you want to succeed for the long term. Uh-uh. Now I know you're saying you're being a jerk, Rob. Maybe a little bit. Um, there's a great book that would bore every one of you to death, and I challenge you to read it. And this is why I'm going to beat your butt in Investor Jeopardy called Value Investing with the Masters. There's a chapter about me in it. Okay, I'm lying. But I wish there was a chapter with me in it. Black. You're black. Um, anything by Benjamin Graham? Google Benjamin Graham today. Google Warren Buffett today. Warren Buffett quotes Benjamin Graham approach to investing. Read an article or two. Grab a book or two. Peter Lynch was one of the greatest investors of the 80s. Let's just say we should have left him in the 80s like Don Johnson. Which, for the record, I think Dakota Johnson is freaking whack out of her mind. When I see her on talk shows, she always looks high. And she looks like she's got helium in her head. And again, I'm not trying to be mean against women. She showed up on a talk show the other night in essentially a kimono, a really nice one. And I'm not saying she was appropriating another culture because I I don't really give that much of a care about like social debates along those lines. I see them. I get them. I understand. I'm sure. But she just looked whack. Um. She talked about wearing a complete, like, like a TV plastic box around herself when she went to an airport during COVID. And I'm like, you probably should run that story through someone. Like, that was not that good of a story. <laughs> so she went, like, wore garbage bags, and she said she scared a little kid. I'm like, that's not your best spot. You might want to stick with those movies where you take off all your clothes, because that's what people know you for, and your daddy's Don Johnson and your mommy's Melanie Griffith. Fifty Shades of Black. Rob Black. I know you're saying, that movie's not going to do well. See, Gray's the beauty of Black and Gray getting together, and like it's kind of a murky thing. But Black's just Black. James O'Shaughnessy is a great person to Google. And I, I, I think you could have a notebook by your car or somewhere, and you're like, what did Rob just say? James O'Shaughnessy, Benjamin Graham, Warren Buffett, Peter Lynch. You're going to learn something from these guys. Just like you're to learn Patrick Mahomes can throw a football sideways and Aaron Rodgers can drop a, a 
football into a, a pail of water from 70 yards away and you're like a real pail of water a real pail of water while it's moving on a golf cart at 10 miles an hour that's pretty good so learn from these guys do a little googling do a little book buying i'm not against there, there's a book that i have on my bookshelf it's called the cookbook to investing success and it's written by some regional guy who knows absolutely nothing. He just wanted to vanity press a book so he could tell potential clients, hey, I wrote a book. I wrote a book for HarperCollins, and they paid me. I didn't do a vanity press where I paid them to do the printing. I don't talk about the book because it's embarrassingly average. But if you want a copy, let me know. <laughs> oh, what else is there? I have a list of my top investment ideas for a diversified portfolio from 30, uh, 25 years ago. And this is good. I look back at all my notes on a pretty regular basis. And this one's embarrassing because my tech stocks were Microsoft, Cisco, Intel, Texas Instruments, Supply Materials, Nokia, Sun Microsystems, EMC, and IBM. 25 years ago, that was a, uh, a rocking list. I made money on nine of those 10 stocks. Sun Microsystems failed, but I traded it pretty successfully, but I don't trade anymore. IBM never did anything for me, but I made a heck of a lot of money on tax instruments, Intel, Cisco, Microsoft, and EMC. I'm embarrassed by that list. Listen to some of the other tech plays. Flextronics, they used to make computers. They still make computers, but uh, companies like Dell would say, I, we, we need someone to make this for us. We'll give you all the parts you put it together for us. Ericsson. They used to be a poor man's Nokia, which was a poor man's Cisco, which was a poor man's. On that list were Pfizer and uh, Ford and General Motors, who they're awful. I've never owned them, but they're on a list of a diversified portfolio. How about Viacom? The Gap Store. Only go to Walmart. Genius. This list didn't age terribly. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union, with 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs. Now, back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. So I am particularly fond of doing radio work and podcast work as a fascination of radio work. And I love TV work. Um, TV work that I do is very solo, but I get to work with really smart people who are very passionate about what they do. I think radio work is almost opposite, where the audience is very passionate. They really want to consume knowledge on something. Um, and I get to write and edit my own show with a lot of of rope to hang myself with. I really appreciate my bosses, Craig and Mike. Salia, Salem Media is awesome. I get into trouble probably two, three times a year for taking it a little bit too far. But in the end, they let me help you. And they get my goal is to help and get you to retirement. Today's show is an educational show. Pass it on. I try to do educational shows once a week, 20% of the shows. Um to really kind of pound home to you, like some of the mistakes that you're making. Um, there is a book. 
um, called Fairly Stupid Tales that meant a lot to me as a kid because they showed you that the ugly duck grew up to be a really ugly duck and he never turned beautiful. And I thought that was funny. The book is my favorite childhood book. It's called the stinky cheese man and other fairly stupid tales. Um, and the ugly duck that grows up to be an ugly duckling or an even uglier duck. It made me giggle. So I got it. So when I say to you, ugly duckling investments grow up to be even uglier investments, will you stop buying stocks because they go from 60 to 6? Will you stop looking for value in something that's under $10? If you go to a store this weekend and you see something 90% off, it probably has a bad stitching problem, a bad color. Maybe it was made with cancerous products. Something that's 90, 95% off is probably not going to add a lot of value to your life. So ugly duckling investments usually grow up to be even uglier investments. Once upon a time, there was an ugly investment named Prince Lucent. And Prince Lucent was spun off from AT&T. And Prince Lucent used to make all the telecommunications equipment for AT&T. And the dot-com came along. And we needed local area networks and wide area networks. And we needed telephone networks and data networks and wireless networks. And Lucent was, was this wonderful bastard child of AT&T. AT&T had to be broken up because it was a monopoly. Our wise government said, there's a Pac Bell West and there's a, a, a Atlantic Bell and there's a Bell Atlantic. and a Ver- like There was too many bells, so we had to break them up. And Lucent used to make the equipment for all of them. The only problem was there's companies better at it, like Cisco Systems. So Lucent was an ugly spinoff that grew up to be an even uglier investment. Sometimes it's okay to go for the pretty sister. I know in John Hughes movies, it's the middle sister. Okay, there's the hot cheerleader. There's the middle sister who's really good at math. And then there's the young snarky sister who seems to be good at sports. Go for the middle sister! She's only wearing thick glasses. She's going to take them off. She's got contacts. Hollywood's a little too easy to figure out sometimes. But ugly duckling investments usually grow up to be even uglier. Stop thinking John Hughes movies. In the world of investments, it's okay to go with the pretty one. Um, Electric vehicles have 2 to 3% penetration in, in sales in the United States. It's okay to stay with Tesla. Because if we go to 50% electric vehicles and they get 25% of that market, holy mackerel. I once dated a girl named Don Zackerel. This is whole, terribly, terribly embarrassing how many people I've dated. Um, but on top of it, her ad campaign in high school was, um, holy mackerel, vote Don Zackerel. <laughs> I know you're saying, you were interested in politics at a young age, weren't you, Rob? Yeah, she ran for school treasurer, and I I think she got it. So The Stinky Cheese Man and Other Fairly Stupid Tales, great book for children. If you're looking for holiday gifts, birthday gifts, it's by a a guy named John Shishka. I know you're saying, can you spell Shishka? It sounds like I'm sneezing, right? S-C-I-E-Z-K-A and Lane Smith. And it's awesome because every tale in it is even funnier than the last And they basically tell you the true story about the three little pigs. They peed on the toilet seat. Or the stinky cheese man. 
or the gingerbread man who outran everyone until, well, someone grabbed him and ate him. Kids need to learn this stuff. Ugly duckling investments usually grow up to be even uglier ducks. Just That's how it works. I had a chapter in a book once called uh, Waiting for Godot. Don't wait for losers to win to turn to winners. We, we tend to wait as a society. And if you have a loser investment, sometimes in the world of stocks, I sell my losers, I buy more of my winners. In the world of mutual funds, I sell my winners and buy more of my losers. That's a very simple concept. And let me te- teach you real quick. Individual companies you want to reward, in my opinion. This isn't good investment advice for everyone, so consultant worker always are taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. But if you say, I want to own 20% American large-cap companies, and it grows 25%, you didn't suddenly wake up and say, I want to own 25%, and you go, okay, what shrank? Maybe my small caps did poorly, so I'm going to buy more of those. I, I sell my winners in mutual funds. No. I sell my losers. No. I sell my winners in mutual funds to buy more of my losers in mutual funds and ETFs. And in stocks, I sell more of my losers to buy more of my winners. And this is 20, 30-year-old advice because I don't really sell a lot of stocks anymore. You want to learn how to get wealthy? Take a look at the Forbes 100 wealthiest people. There are people like Warren Buffett. There's no day traders. There's people who inherit it well. There's no software, house flipping. No one on a flipping show is worth the 100 wealthiest people in America. There's oil. There's tech entrepreneurs. There's people who have bought a lot of real estate in their lifetime. Not shortly, but in their lifetime. You get the idea. I'm Rob Black. Find me at robblackshow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 